Good morning, most uncommon people. We're in a series of messages uh, about uncommon. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about you are uncommon people. You're chosen. You're gifted. You, you have a purpose in life and a destination already set for eternity. We talked about an uncommon Lord last week, and today's message is about an uncommon message that we all have given to us to share with others. Several times a year, you may notice in the newspapers, there's a record of a bottle being found uh, along the shorelines. In fact, a couple of uh, months ago, um, these bottles were picked up and the messages were taken out, and this one particular bottle was sent 37 years ago, washed up in Hawaii, uh, 4,300 uh, miles away. Out of 750 bottles released by a Japanese uh, class a school uh, in, in a, school, a middle school in Japan, uh, so far 51 bottles have been found. Uh, not a great percentage, uh, that's like 700 bottles are still floating out there somewhere or sunk to the bottom of the sea. But it was trying to do a study on the ocean currents and where these bottles ended up, you're supposed to call the number and report where it was found. Um, not the best uh, percentage if you're, if you're in an emergency, if you want to get a message out, uh, probably don't throw a bottle in the ocean. Uh, someone recently found a bottle along the B.C. coast. Uh, they pulled the message out and said, Help! Supplies are running low. Drifting off Bowen Island. Send wine, cheese, and crackers. <laughs> Using a bottle is probably the least effective way of getting a message out. Other, other, sometimes it's the mode of the message that is sent. Sometimes it's the message itself that gets mixed up. A uh, long time ago, I heard about a woman on vacation, and uh, she sent a message back to her husband saying, found a Prada purse. I have to have it. Is it okay if I buy it? He, he texted the message back, and it read, um, no, comma, price too high. Uh, but he left off the comma. So it now read, no price too high. <laughs> and of course, she happily bought it. <laughs> Texting and social media, emails, it can all be misinterpreted, can lead to serious communication problems. A better way of communicating a message is through a telephone, because you get to actually communicate directly what you want the person to hear. But an even better way of communicating is face-to-face, -face, where you actually get the body language as well as, the, as the, the, the auditory message. You can see and hear at the same time. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, it says, Long ago, many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. So God wanted to com communicate an uncommon message to his people. And he used angels and he used prophets and dreams and visions to communicate warnings and directions and purposes of life. And finally he came down himself in the form of Jesus Christ to speak face to face with his people. No middleman, no misinterpretation or misunderstandings. He wanted people to hear a very clear, important message. He gives people purpose and the meaning in life. He gives them direction. He tells them that they're loved and chosen and that they belong on his team. 
God didn't want anyone to misunderstand what it was he was trying to say. And he's been trying to say this from generation to generation to generation from the very beginning. That he loves us. And he has a plan for our life. In fact, Jesus actually said in John 8, 28, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he. And I don't do anything on my own authority, but I speak just as the Father taught me. In other words, they're all working together to get the message out. Jesus says, I don't even say anything that God hasn't already directed me to say. So every word that Christ spoke was divine. It was holy. Uh, and it leads to eternal life. Interesting thing about this uncommon message that we are given is that it can be understood by a child or it can confound the most brilliant person who can't quite grasp the depth and the width of the, me- uh, of the message of God. So the book of Hebrews was written to encourage the first Christians who are wavering in their faith. They're falling under the influence of the Jewish non-believers and the secular world, and people were starting to stray or become weak in their understanding and their passion for Christ. So he writes in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 2, the message spoken by angels proved to be true, and all who disobeyed or rejected it were punished as they deserved. So if we refuse this, great, uh, this way of being saved, how can we hope to escape? The Lord himself was the first one to tell about it, and the people who heard the message proved to us that it was true. Then God himself showed that his message was true by working all kinds of powerful miracles and wonders. And he also gave his Holy Spirit to anyone he chose to. So what this is saying in Hebrews is that God has been, from, from the very start, trying to communicate to his people, trying to communicate to the world a message, an uncommon message. It's different than any other gods. When you study world history, you look about world religions and the pagan gods were made of stone and, and metal and, and created by legend. None of them came to the people and said, I love you. I've got a wonderful plan for your life. It tells us that God has been sharing this message from person to person, from age to age. In Hebrews chapter 3, 7, it says, Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. What he's saying is, today, if you hear his voice, listen. He's got a message for you. He's trying to get through to you. He wants you to hear something that is incredibly important for your life. Don't harden your hearts. Don't turn your back. Don't say, eh, I'm not ready too soon. Listen for what God is trying to say. So what is God trying to say to you today? What do you think God wants for you in your life and in your circumstance as you raise your kids, as you work through a difficult job situation? What does God want you to hear? So there is an uncommon message that is core and central to the scriptures. It's, it's what Christ was sent to tell us. And the central message of the Bible has four points. And, and if you've been a Christian very long, you know all these points. The first point is that God created a perfect world for mankind to enjoy. He had a great relationship with, with his people that he created. Everything was going fine. People were having a blast, wonderful, fulfilling, joyful life until point number two, sin entered the world. And all of a sudden, brokenness came. Relationships were broken. Um, death, murder, intimidation, wars. Everything started to happen once sin came into the world. There's brokenness and corruption, 
And all of humanity is heading towards an eternal separation from God because of the natural consequences of sin and death. The Bible tells us that the wages of sin, or what you earn from sin, is death. Not just physical death, but a spiritual death as well. The third point, the good news, is that Jesus willingly entered a broken and corrupt and hurting world to pay the penalty for sin, to die on the cross, to pay the penalty of our sin, so that if we believe in him, we could have everlasting life. And the fourth point of this incredible, uncommon message is that ultimately God will restore the world to its original form. Ultimately, there will be a new heaven and a new earth, and all of those who believed in him will be gathered together to to reign with him, to live with him for eternity in a beautiful, uncorruptible place. That's where our soul will go. Every person was created to be both physical and spiritual being. You get to be born once physically, but you get to be born again spiritually. And that's where you enter into this amazing relationship with God who created you. That's the core message of the Bible. When we surrender our lives to Christ, we'll die once physically, but stay alive spiritually forever with him. We had a a funeral yesterday here honoring one of our members who's passed away. And it was a joyful time because we know where she is. We know we're going to get to see Marie again. We get to walk with her again one day because of this message that God gave us. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. And all of this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us a message of reconciliation. It's an uncommon message where we can be made right with God if we believe in him. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us, and we implore you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. God wants to make a perfect planet again. He, He wants to go back to the beginning. In fact, Jesus is called the new Adam. He wants to start again, but this time without the corruption, without the sin, without the old devil tricking us and causing us to betray what we believe. It's going to be a great time. No conspiracy theories, no sin, no rebellion, no evil, no pain, no suffering or slander or accusations or lawsuits. No need for police or armies. (laughs) Can you imagine The impact of man's sin brought corruption and the need for laws and the need for a judicial system and prisons and compensations for injustices. But before sin came, there was no need for retribution or apologies or for anger or forgiveness. Love abounded. It was peace. It was harmony. It was perfect. That's what God is aiming for. That's what he wants to do once again. And as we look to all these things happening around the world, it's evident that we're getting closer and closer to those times where God will come back and say, we're done. This time is over. It's time to, 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 to have my son come and, and have a new place for us, his people, to live. So why is this message so uncommon? Because throughout the ages, throughout history, gods really could care less about the people, had no vested interest in people, didn't initiate a relationship with people, in fact, they abused people often. They, they tricked people. They lied to people. They used them for their own purposes, but not our God, not the one true God. He's always come to us from the position of love. He's always said, I love you, and I've got an amazing plan for your life. 
The one true God took initiative to demonstrate love to his people and create a wonderful place for mankind. So now he's entrusting this uncommon message to us. Right? He's putting it in our hands. He's given us this message of reconciliation to share with a hurting and lonely and disenfranchised world. And we have the truth in our hands. We can, we can set people free from bondage to sin. We can see people being born again spiritually. We can see they're, they're come, coming alive if Christ, with Christ. We can see purpose and, and, and direction for their life and meaning come so many people just say, I don't know what life's all about. I, I have no purpose. I don't have any direction. Like, what's the point? Well, that's a good question. Without Christ, there just really isn't much. Live for this life if that's all there is. But the message is that there's more than this life. There's more than what we see and hear here on earth. There's more to it. There's a spiritual world all around us that we can be a part of. We, sh we carry this divine message in our hands. So what a shame it is when we refuse to share it with others. When we selfishly keep quiet and say, I know the truth, but you can't have it. It's all mine. And we don't want anyone else. We don't want to be bothered. We don't want to take the time. We don't want to make an effort sometimes to share this uncommon message. But that's how people come to Christ. I also found as I was preparing this sermon this week that there's more messages in the Bible. The core message is one of salvation, but there's more. 1 John 1.5 says, This is the message that we have heard from him and proclaimed to you. That God is light, and in him there's no darkness at all. I don't know if you've thought about this. I heard this recently again this past week, that God never created darkness. He created light. He wanted people to see the truth. He wanted to be people set free from, from confusion and darkness and to have an abundant life. In 1 John chapter 3, it says, This is the message that you've heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. There's a lot of messages in the scriptures when you take time to search the scriptures. God will talk to you. He will come to you and he will say what needs to be said to you. He may convict you of sin. He may give you direction. He may bring peace in the midst of turmoil. God has uncommon messages all the time for his people. Not everyone is receptive, though, to God's messages. Some of them, the last thing they want is for anyone to interfere in their life. 2 Timothy chapter 4, Paul had a guy that was getting on his nerves. <laughs> he had a guy who was fighting against the message. In fact, he said, Alexander the coppersmith did me great harm. The Lord will repay him according to his deeds. Beware of him yourself, for he strongly opposed our message. But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. Some years ago, a scholar, pastor, poet, author named Eugene Peterson, he wrote a Bible, didn't write the Bible, he translated the Bible into a readable form. It was more of a conversational English form. He decided that it was more important for people to hear the message than to get caught up in word-for-word Greek-Hebrew translation. And he called his book, does anyone know, any, nobody call this book? The Message. And it just struck me that he, he wanted people to get the message. Don't get bogged down in all the theological terms and whatnot. He said, let's simplify it so it's, uh, it's understandable to anyone who wants to read. And get the message that God's trying to give to us. So what is your message? You see, if Christ has come into your life, you have a message to share. 
If you're called up by someone and saying, uh, we heard that you were a witness to a particular situation, we'd like you to come to court to, to share what you heard and you saw. You give your testimony of what you saw, what you heard in the situation. That's your testimony. You're, you're sharing what you heard. This is what your, your message is, what you heard and what you, what you see God doing in and through your life. Did he answer any prayer for you? Has he been there in your time of need? Did he give you an uncommon peace when you're in the midst of crisis and turmoil? Did he, did he come through? You needed that job, and just at the right time, you got the job. Just at the right time, a check came in the mail, and you could pay your bills. God continually intervenes in our world and in our life. That's your message. I've got so many testimonies in my life from the very beginning to, the, to, to today, what God has done in my life. And I want to share that with people. I want, I want to share my message of my relationship with God. What is your testimony about what you've seen and heard God do? Is your life one of transformation? Did you used to be really angry and bitter and jealous and frustrated with everything, but when God came in, you, you softened up, and now you have peace in your life, you have hope, you've got direction. Now you can testify, you can actually love people that you couldn't stand before. I don't know, anyone have any of those testimonies? I see that hand, I see we can put it down, there you go. <laughs> That's what the transformation is. You have a message and a testimony of God's activity in your very life. You can tell people that they can be reconciled to God, that your sins can be forgiven, that you can be born again, that you can know God personally, that you can have a relationship with God. That's a message that we hold dear in our, in our hands, and it's not to keep for ourselves, it's to share with others. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15 says, Each one of you is a part of the body of Christ. And you were chosen to live together in peace. So let the peace that comes from Christ control your thoughts and be grateful. And let the message about Christ completely fill your lives while you use all your wisdom to teach and instruct others. With thankful hearts, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God, whatever you say or do should be done in the name of the Lord Jesus as you give thanks to God, the Father, because of him. He said, we've had a long morning of, of, of announcements, of uh, recognition of ministries, of, of, of talking about we needing help in both our junior high areas and our children. It's growing. We need more people. We have more kids that we're serving. It's all about this, instructing each other with thankful hearts, sharing the wisdom we have, sharing the testimony we have, helping our kids grow in their knowledge of God. I've got three kids. Uh, one of them is probably coming in the next service so I can talk about them in this service. <laughs> Each of them have had to come to God on their own terms. Two of them came to me once and said, Dad, I, I don't know if I believe in God. I know you're a pastor and everything, <laughs> I'm going to ruin it, but when I pray, nothing happens. When I read the Bible, nothing happens, and I just don't know if I can do this anymore. They're in college age. And um, I said, okay, now I know how to pray for you. I will pray that God will reveal himself in a, such a way to you that you will never, ever question his love for you, that you will never, ever think that he doesn't exist. I don't know, God kind of went overboard because my son actually is now in seminary wanting to be a pastor. So, <laughs> so I don't know, God kind of just went way too far. <laughs> but God had a message for them. And it wasn't based on my relationship with God. It was based on a relationship he wanted to have with them. And they, they met him. 
and he changed their life. And that's what every person has an opportunity to accept a message. The simple message, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. But this message demands a response. You have to choose. Either yes, I'm going to open the door of my heart to you, God, and I'll let you come in. Or no, I want to live my own life, be in charge of my own destiny. The only problem is, in the end, you have to stand before Jesus, who has the keys to heaven, and is the only one that can open the doors to heaven. And at that point, you say, maybe I made the wrong choice, but there isn't an opportunity to change your vote when you have to stand there face to face. This is the place we get to change our destiny. Either yes, I want the gift, or no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to risk it on my own. So what is God saying to you this morning? It's a simple message of gospel. God loves you. Made a way for you to have eternal, eternal life, forgiveness of sins, freedom from bondage. Are you ready to respond to his uncommon message and trust him with your life and your future and your, and your eternity? Maybe you've already done that, and a lot of you have, and you understand what I'm talking about, the hope that you have, the peace that you have, the, the purpose in life that you have. I'm going to ask you just to bow your heads where you are, and if you know somebody right now who needs to accept the message of God, that needs to have that, would you, would you pray for them just right now? Because I'm going to pray that God will give you the courage to share the message with that person in the next few weeks, give you the opportunity. Pray for that person that needs to know about the love of God. Father God, you put into our hands an incredible message of hope. You've given us the ministry of reconciliation. Share this message with others who, who desperately need to be reconciled to you, Father. Father God, we know how you've worked in our lives over the years, how you've answered our prayers, how you've intervened, how you've helped us out when we didn't deserve it, how you forgave us and gave us peace. Father God, may we have the courage to open our hands at holding that message and share it with somebody this coming week. May we be willing to even just to say, I'll pray for you in your situation. May we be willing to say, hey, why don't you come to my church and, and hear about good news, a message of hope. Father God, whatever opportunity that you put in front of us this week, may we be your hands and your feet and your voice, proclaiming your love to others and giving them hope as we have in you ourselves. Thank you, God, for this day, for your people, for your love, and for all you're doing through this church to impact our neighbors and our communities and our people. Pray this in Christ's name. Amen.